It's the podcast that gives you a little insight into our social distance lives based in rural central Bedfordshire and it gives Primrose an activity to do as part of her home learning. I'm Terry and with me is Primrose as ever. Hello Primrose. The Primrose. Primrose who we did a Google search of the other day to see how she's a podcasting superstar and there she was down as a podcast producer. The uh, podcast bots have found her. That's good, isn't it? Um, anyway, Primrose, what a week it's been. I don't know what podcast bots are. So yeah, well, nor do I, to be honest. Yeah, like, like, they're like Google bots. The internet uh, machines found you. Um, so, Primrose, Of course they did. Well, yeah, of course they did. They found everyone. It's, it's the future. We, um, this week, have had an eventful week. Uh, we're not back at school. Or anything like that. Still the home learning experience here. Um, But we have been doing a a bake-along session. We'll be talking about that a bit later. uh, Which I think Primrose enjoyed leading. Uh, Oh, yes, I did. We also enjoyed a a long bike ride yesterday, Primrose, me and you. Um, And that was the final bike ride on our old bike. What what was that bike called? Our old bike. Yes. What's it called? Our very old bike. It doesn't have a name. It was called Pure. That bike? No, it was just on the side. Yeah, it says pure on it. That's how we knew which bike it was. So that was pure, and we gave it a final bike ride yesterday, because just earlier today, about half an hour ago, we got a delivery of a new bike for Primrose. Yes, we did. Um, Which is what colour, Prim? Orange and blue. Orange and blue. So uh, we're we're looking forward to putting that together. And having many long bike rides to come. We've got lots of uh, bike ride opportunities in in Clop Hill, Bedfordshire, so uh, that'll be fun, and a fun way to uh, get some exercise and pass the time. Primrose, shall I tell everyone what's coming up in today's podcast? Okay. We will be having Primrose's riddle, first and foremost. She's picked out a good riddle, and uh, we will be telling you all about it soon. Uh, We will be chatting about the bake-along. Primrose had some of her friends join her. We've got some audio from the event, uh, and Primrose will give us... And you can make it at home, because Daddy obviously put the main steps in. Oh, in, in the audio? Yeah. yeah, I suppose I did. Uh, if you want to try your own bake-along, or you can contact oh. us, we'll give you the proper instructions. Yes. Uh, anyway, bake-along, chatting about that. We've got a phone call, and it's with Guy Reader today. Guy Reader is one of Daddy's friends from school. Uh, and, yep. what a, and what a guy he is. And uh, what a guy, and I don't know why he's called Reader. Well, it's because it's his surname. We'll be, I love reading, so... Yes, exactly, so it all fits in. Uh, <laughs> we'll be having the three questions challenge... As topic number two, Primrose has three questions for me. I have three questions for her. We have to answer honestly. That should be interesting. Your emails and messages will follow. And then we've got our book review, which is five on a hike together, part of the Famous Five series today. Uh, the riddle will be solved after that. Then we'll have Mummy in the Garden, and that will be about it. So, uh, Primrose, shall we get on to the riddle? Okay, let's. What is next in this sequence? J F M A M J J A S O N. Oh, that's a tricky one, especially on on a podcast. So you might need to say it again. What is next in this sequence? And what was the sequence? J F M A M J J A 
S-O-N. I have to admit, when I looked at this, I was like, what? And then I looked at the answer and, oh. <laughs> so it's one of those riddles. Uh, if you want to play along, you're very welcome to let us know how you get on with guessing the riddle. We will you be. You never s- told me that people have done the answer to the riddle. I tell you every week, Primrose, that no, people don't. have a go at guessing the riddle. No, you don't. It just doesn't always make sense because we don't remember what the riddle question was. Is and someone just says, bananas! We're like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> like, I don't remember what we asked them to solve, so could be anything. Like, People! That's the answer. Seven! Uh, we'll be solving the riddle at the end of the podcast. On Monday, we did the bake-along. And what is a bake-along, Primrose? A bake-along is something where you bake to the person who sing it along. You on bake, a computer. You bake, to, you bake to the person who's saying it along. What does that mean? Explain yourself. Know. Explain yourself. I don't know. So we've they talked really about this know. in the podcast before because this is not the first bake along you've done. But you lead a Zoom group of people. You've already given them some ingredients and you ask them to uh, follow your instructions. Is that fair? Yes. And and what was it you were baking on Monday? Rock cakes. And uh, how many people joined you? Uh, I don't know. 199? Probably about nine. <laughs> Rather than 199. <laughs> uh, everyone's no, sent their pictures afterwards. Primrose, shall we listen to some audio we yes. recorded from the session and find out how it went? Yes. Oh, could you put me on screen? You are on screen. No, I'm not on main screen. Hello. So we're going to start baking now. So first, add the baking powder, and then you put the flour in, and then you put in the spices. Um, and then you give it like a really good mix. Now add the flutter to the mix and rub it with your fingertips until it's like breadcrumbs. Amelia, how's your mixture looking? Let's have a look. Yeah, that looks good. I think you can stop now. Well done. Yasmin? How does yours look? Let's have a look. Okay, that looks good. But just a few more lumps. There is a few lumps of butter in there. Um, Now you add the sugar and the fruit. Um, Now you need to get your spoon back and start mixing it all in. Make sure nothing goes to the bottom and nothing stays on the top. Now you need the egg. This causes lots of mixing, even more than the butter. Uh, I know it's going to probably take forever. This takes quite a lot of mixing. <laughs> okay. And we start. I'll show you what my mixture looks like. Um, you can bake your dough for... You can bake it into six equal lumps, but I'm, I'm going to tell you when to stop mixing because there is like an approximate time. If you mix them for 20 minutes, or 15 minutes you get a cake biscuit, 
And if you bake them for 20 minutes, Ooh. you'll get why they're called rock cakes, because they are rock hard. <laughs> yes. Would you like to put that in the oven now if you decide? Put a dash more flour in the mix. As we said, if it is too sloppy and it just drips off the spoon, it's meant to hold on to the spoon. <laughs> Let us know how much you enjoy them. Bye. So, Primrose, that was a, a little highlights package from your bake along on Monday. How do you think it went? It went well. <laughs> it went well. Why do you think it went well? Um, because we made really good rock cakes. We uh, made some good rock cakes. Did everyone else make some good rock cakes? Uh, yes, yes. Do you think you'd want to lead another bake along? Yes, I would. I think you're quite good at giving instructions to people and giving them advice as you go. I think that's something that you, you enjoy doing as well. Do you like telling people what how to good do? and how good their mixing is? Yeah. We're kind of copying what Ruth is doing in Norwich, yeah. aren't we? Um, so we're seeing her do it and then we're having a go ourselves. It's worked well so far. Uh, if uh, if you want to go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Primrose Terry Shed, you will see some pictures uh, of the bakes that were produced from Monday's Bake Along. Uh, and uh, I can say, having sampled more than one of the products, uh, it is well worth doing. Part of the podcast where we speak to someone on the phone. And who are we speaking to on the phone today, Primrose? Guy Reader. And who is Guy Reader? He's a person who loves reading and is he's a guy. So. He is a guy who loves reading, but that's not really because of his name. Yeah. I mean, that, that's not how I would necessarily describe uh, him. Nice. He's lovely, yeah. He's one of Daddy's friends. And do you know how old Daddy was when he first knew Guy Reader? You were five? Yeah, when we were five, and we moved to uh, West Wickham in, um, near Bromley. And, and that's where I went to the same school as Guy, and we went to the same schools for, for the whole of the school time. So I knew Guy very well, he lived around the corner from me. And uh, we still keep in touch, and he has agreed for us to speak to him, even with some lawnmower or something in the background. That's the disadvantage of recording this in the shed. You can't stop people cutting the grass in nearby gardens. <laughs> so, shall we uh, Shall we hit call and see if he answers? Yes! Here we go. It's ringing, Prim. Hello? Hello. Oh, hello, is hello, that Guy, guy Reader? Yeah, hello, it is hello. Guy. Guy Reader Primrose. It's, it's Primrose and Terry in the shed here, Guy, and, and we're delighted you've Hi, answered. <laughs> we're delighted you've answered the phone, Guy. Um, Primrose has a couple of questions. She was hoping you might answer. Would it be? Uh, would Absolutely. It be, uh, yeah. Okay. Let's go for it, Primrose. Uh, yeah, go for it. Did you have any pets? Did I have any pets? Yeah. Or do I have any pets? Well, did you or do you have any pets? It's a mixed okay. I just want to know if you've had any pets. Yeah, you're, right. you're, you're, your life with pets on, as a whole, Guy. Okay, it's quite a long list. We had cats when I was a kid. So we had a grey one called Smokey, which I think is the law that you have to call a grey cat Smokey. <laughs> we had another one called Chloe. And then after them, we had a really fat cat who was called Hattie. 
Hattie um, the hamster. Hattie the catty on this in this occasion. Mm. Also, Who I'm sure, yes. Terry, you may remember. I remember that Hattie. cat was alive for about twenty five years as well. <laughs> Very long lived. Yes. When we got that cat, I was in primary school, and um, when she finally left us, uh, I had a full time job. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> then I had hamsters, and we had fish, and hamsters. yeah, there were. Uh, there were hamsters, yeah. I had a hamster called Rascal for a while. I can't remember the other names, but there was more than one. Wow. And and, and were you responsible for the hamster guy, or was, was someone else looking after that? See, in my memory, it was it was my responsibility, and I did the cleaning out. But in retrospect, it's impossible that my parents weren't picking up the slack <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Comprehensive pets. What about now, Guy? Are there any pets in your life now? Not mine personally, but my housemate who I live with has a dog called Buzz. Okay, and and so you share a house with a dog. Yeah. So it's, it's not mine as such; it's his own man. But you know. <laughs> I've got another one. You are good at sketching and drawing. How did you develop this skill? Well, firstly, thank you. Um, that's very nice of you to say. I'm good at that. Practice is the only real answer. Um, I've not got any special talent for it. It's not magic. Um, I draw a lot of pictures. I always have done, and I should have grown out of it, but I haven't. Yeah, the more you do something, the better you get at it. So it's hours and hours of having fun with it, basically. Just don't take it too seriously. Do it loads, and you'll get better at it. Would and you, that's true for anything, really. Would you, Primrose, like to develop your drawing well, skills? I have slightly recently, because um, I've got better at drawing people, because when I was probably about three, and I got to using a pencil, um, I was able to draw this funny-looking thing that looked half like a person, half like an alien. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I managed to draw Jenny Bunny when I got Jenny Bunny, mm-hmm. and I managed to... Yes, you're good actually, at drawing Jenny yes. Bunny. Um, and then I managed to draw a house, and then I managed to draw, and now I'm like just drawing things that I want to draw. Good. Well, that's like a good example of what I was saying, yeah. right? Like Jenny Bunny's been around a while. Yeah. I'm imagining you've drawn lots of pictures of Jenny Bunny. I have. The more recent ones are probably way better than the old ones. Yes. Because you're practicing, you're getting Definitely. better. That's how it works. The last one was a circle with a circle in the circle, and the circle is a more circle than the circle. Did um did you have anything you used to draw a lot of, Guy? Was there any like go to drawing? I've just I've always drawn cartoon faces and I don't know why. I've I've probably could count on one hand the amount of like houses and landscapes that I've drawn. But pe- yeah, cartoon people all the time. My daddy tells me that your mum worked in the library. Did you get loads of books? Yes. That the answer to that is yes. <laughs> um <laughs> Obviously, when my mum was there, I was going quite regularly. Um, it was also my first job when I was a teenager. I worked in the library as well. And yeah, that's the great thing about libraries. The books are free. Yes, yes. Did you, did you, so you, I assume you got to be in the library when it was closed to the public? Yes. And, and could you like um, run around and... And look at all... Not that there's a problem with doing that when it's open to us, but you can run around and have all the books to yourself. I mean, I don't remember any particularly <laughs> exciting adventures that I had in the closed library. Um, <laughs> it was mostly just, like, 
whilst they cleaned the counters and turned the lights off. Um, I hate to sort of ruin the magic, but um, but yeah, there was nothing really. I've been sort of backstage at the library a lot, which is you know mm-hmm. obviously interesting. They have they have like more books there than are out on display. Maybe not at every library, but the ones I worked at, there were like ones that there wasn't space for out in the world. Interesting. So they keep them in storage out the back. What's your favourite thing about the library? Because I think it's fair to say you miss going to the library during this current period. It's just because I love reading and I've currently read every single book that I know of and that I've got on my shelf. Well, <laughs> just because Guy won't know this bit yet because we haven't recorded it, but uh, we're, we're about to have a book review shortly, um, as we do on this podcast. And today's book review, to give you a sense of the books we're now getting on to, is uh, Famous Five, Five on a Hike Together. Did you ever read the Famous Five? How many guy? of them are there, though? Well, five. Th- there's only f- there's four and a dog. I don't know whether the dog really should count. But he does help in he, qu- he does help in um, Smuggler's Top. Like he's like the main character in Smuggler's Top. Well, to be and honest, like, yeah. He and does. like and like Julian's like I know everything, so leave that to me, Anne. Oh yes, I'm really good at maths. I'm really good at diving. Enid Blyton is good at giving Timmy the dog um, some good thoughts and things like that. Like I can carry dialogue. a whole good pie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a cake and some shortbread. Yes, he's good at getting food for the others. It's <laughs> always our favourite bit when Timmy's active. I thought I'd read some, but. Um... But yeah, from your descriptions, I don't remember any of that. So maybe, <laughs> maybe it's maybe just I've a, just imagined it. Our, our interpretation of the famous five is somewhat unique. When when you just read it when you're younger, maybe you just take it at face value. But when I'm reading it, I like to stop and go, "Whoa, there! Let's analyse this, Primrose. This dog is talking." Um, <laughs> anyway, we'll be we'll be talking. Uh, famous five fan listeners will be talking more about this shortly. Um, Guy, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. I'm, I'm assuming we've interrupted you doing some some sort of work-based activity. Yeah, I'm working from home uh, at the moment and because is, of obvious virus crisis reasons. Yes. Is, is, um, that, is that going okay? Is it easy enough to do work from home for you? Yeah, I can work remotely. I mean, I don't, do I tell you about my job? It's not particularly interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what your job is, so it's actually going to be quite interesting. Yeah, t- tell, us, tell us a tiny bit about your job, Guy. Okay, um, so I work for a publishing company. We make books and magazines and websites uh, about the law and lawyers. And lawyers are the people that read our books as well. So that actually that's sounds quite interesting. Simple. It can be interesting. It's not always interesting, but that's true of a lot of jobs. Um, I get to do a bit of designing, which I like. Oh, yay, I like designing. Uh, Guy, I've been talking about lawyers to Primrose recently because of a, a certain uh, former lawyer who is currently the leader of the opposition. Mm-hmm. Would would he have been the sort of person that would have read some of your publications? Uh, we hope so, yeah. I hope so. Yes. I mean, I don't know why I've been uh, uncertain about it. Yes, the <laughs> Director of Public Prosecutions, hopefully, was reading some of our stuff. There you go. So, yeah, when he you, was working. Official Primrose. You heard it here first. Sir Keir Starmer <laughs> saw some of Guy Reader's work. We're sure of it. <laughs> don't sue us, Keir Starmer, if you're listening, and that's not true. Well, keep keep on Keir going. Keir Starmer's probably not listening to this podcast. I, I I I doubt Keir Starmer would listen to this podcast. He's probably doing. It's it. unlikely, but it's not impossible. It's not. Impossible. You can't. 
You can't rule it out. <laughs> it's not impossible from the culture where he was born as a child. Well, yes, his, his middle name's Rodney Primrose. You should always trust a man whose middle name is Rodney. I, what a name. Keir I Rodney Star- Yeah, Keir Rodney Starmer. Sir it, Keir Rodney Starmer. That doesn't really make any sense, but okay, I'll go with it. Well, I mean, yeah, my rule doesn't make any sense, but <laughs> that middle name makes all the sense in the world. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Rodney. Really doesn't. <laughs> it's going to make a comeback the name Rodney. Anyway, um, <laughs> Guy, thank you very much for your time, and uh, we'll stop That's taking right. you away from your work. Um, and uh, we, we, yeah, we really appreciate it. Yeah. Shall we say goodbye? <laughs> no problem. Good. It was lovely to speak to you, Meg. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Guy. All right. We'll say bye-bye I'll for see now. You then. Bye. No bye. Bye. Now. Bye. <laughs> So for this next segment of the podcast, we thought um, it would be interesting to challenge ourselves by asking three questions of each other each. Some of them will be quite embarrassing. Maybe, yeah. Answering the questions honestly, we thought that was important. We're calling it the Three Questions Challenge. Challenge. So, uh, Primrose, would you like to ask me a question first? Oh my gosh. What are you scared of? I don't know this answer to this one. What am I scared of? So, and let me tell you a story, Primrose. When I was about five years old, you've probably heard this story, I was in the garden with no, my dad. I haven't. And I stuck a garden fork oh my gosh. into oh a my. big pile of compost. <laughs> but in that big pile of compost was a wasp's nest. <laughs> and it went crack. And then a load of wasps went and all flew after me they're all flying on my head and stuff like that and I ran away going Aah! and my dad was like run Tell, run and he was trying to get all the wasps off me I'd like I don't know 30, 40, 50 wasps all crawling all over my head and he was like hitting me on the head trying to get the wasps off and I got stung quite a few times and the buzzing in my ear uh, I, I had um, lots of nightmares about um, as well, so that is the reason I don't like wasps very much. And hornets. Hornets are just like terrifying, evil, large wasps. Yes. <laughs> so they're basically the same thing, just more evil. Yeah, they're just really sinister. Just hornets, more evil. Good. I hadn't really seen a hornet until I moved to Clop Hill from Rose. Yeah, two hornets. I saw two hornets wrestling. Oh, was that what they were doing? The yeah. wrestling hornet. Yeah, well, indeed. I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan. Of uh, of wasps, I so know. that's probably what I would say I'm scared of. Shall I ask you a question yeah, next? No. What are you scared of? Um, this is quite normal, but I just really don't like it. Um, when I am in bed and I have my eyes open, mm. everywhere I look, there's a white dot, a red, blue, and purple dot, mm. or just one of those colours, like everywhere. Okay. And then when it's sunny, when I close my eyelids, I can see red. And when it's unsunny, I can see blue. And then I can see, like, if I shut my eyes really tight, I can mm. see, like, green holes just going and emerging. You've got listeners doing holes. this with you here. So they're shutting their eyes tight and they're seeing colours in it's their that, eyelids. That's, they can't actually see the colours that I, I see. Cause right. Because every person has a different type of eyelid. <laughs> and yes. eye vision. 
So, so some people may not be able to do this. So are you saying you're scared of the colours in your eyelids? No, like when I open them, what I see is not very... It's like, I didn't remember something red being on that wall. Oh, oh, hang on a minute. No, no, actually. Okay, so, so you sometimes get scared when you see yeah. weird colours, but it's just your eyes playing yeah. tricks on you. Yeah. Interesting. Thank you for that honest answer. Do you want to ask me the next question? How chubby were you when you were child? Well, see, so you, know, <laughs> you know the answer to how chubby I was as a child, Primrose, because you've seen the pictures. Um, our <laughs> listeners haven't seen pictures, and perhaps I need to share an image or two on the <laughs> Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Primrose Terry Shed. I think it's fair to say I was probably in the top 1% of chubby babies. <laughs> Uh, and and it always makes mummy and you laugh when you look at pictures of me as a very young person. It's a miracle that I'm any sort of normal size now, I suppose. Uh, I imagine when I was a baby, relatives thought I was going to be some sort of Michelin man or monster as an adult. So yeah, quite chubby is the answer to that. Primrose, who is your favourite wrestler? And I ask you this question because uh, one little-known fact about Primrose and Terry is that often, uh, before bath time, Primrose likes to have a wrestling match with me. Uh, and we have our own entrance music. Can you remember what yours is? Mine is Sausage Rolls. And we built this city on Sausage Rolls. Yeah. And, and Primrose selected my wrestling theme tune in entrance music as the Blind Date theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> It's really catchy. It is really catchy, isn't it? I'm not sure it's a great wrestling entrance music. I know, but I don't care. Mm, Okay. Anyway, so who's your favourite wrestler, based Uh, on the wrestlers I've told you about? Or is it Daddy Lee? He's a pretty good wrestler. (laughs) He's good at doing primrose slams or baby slams. (laughs) Because he used to do it when I was a baby. Yeah. Who's your favourite wrestler? Uh, I don't know. He's probably not alive. You can say anyone. It can be a classic wrestler. My wrestler, the favourite wrestler, is not alive. Is it that the Ultimate Warrior? Yeah. When did he die? A few years ago. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But he's still alive, Primrose, in people's hearts. Who's your favourite wrestler? I'm just going to say someone who I know and who's probably the best wrestler at the moment. Go on. Anthony Joshua. Ah, he's a boxer. I'm sure he'd be a oh, great sorry. wrestler. Yeah, no, no, close. I'm getting mixed up all the time. Yeah, very close. They, boxers uh, actually hit people, whereas wrestlers are sort of pretending to fight people. That's confusing. I know, right? Is it fair to say uh, your favourite wrestler is in fact Primrose Lee from yes. from upstairs <laughs> in the wrestling room, aka the spare room? <laughs> Fine, that's your favourite wrestler. Who? What's your next question? What food did you not like as a child? What food did I not like bacon, as a child? Bacon, bacon. So you, you keep telling me bacon. But, but you said bacon! Well, I probably it probably wasn't my favourite food, but the one food that stands out, Primrose, as food that I wasn't keen on at all, uh, and, and this is well known in my family, is uh, mushrooms, because my dad... I don't like mushrooms. Well, I like mushrooms now, they're alright, but... I don't really like mushrooms. My dad once tried to force us to eat them, and my sister, Auntie Becky, I used to call them dung beetle, which is an, uh, a sort of beetle... I know that. ...that likes eating poo. 
Yeah, there's a whole page about it in my poo book that we reviewed recently. Yeah. So she used to refer to, to mushrooms as dung beetles, so that's always what I've got in my head when we eat mushrooms. But, you know, mushrooms are good now. They're a good uh, protein a- source. I don't actually like them very much. You'll learn. Like, there's lots of things I didn't eat as much of. Now I eat primrose. I'll eat anything, as you well know. All right, last question from me then, primrose. Who is your favourite parent? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's really tricky. Because I don't know what to say if it will offend either of you. <laughs> you know what the right answer is, Primrose. There's only one person in this room. <laughs> you don't have to answer that. It would be tricky to answer. And I'm sure the answer is you love us both equally. Because <laughs> I can't actually choose. Which parent's the one that does the wrestling? Uh, I just remember dirty. that when you when you think it, and and the wrestling's clearly the best part of the day. Uh, maybe it stopped. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> you'd be a, you'd be crazy to say daddy, because mummy is the best. Primrose, thank you for taking part in the three questions challenge. <laughs> This is the part of the podcast where we talk about um, your emails and messages. We've got a couple of your messages that uh, I was keen to read out. Uh, one is from Nick, who sent in a video, Primrose. Lester uh, Creeps In. Lester Creeps In, which doesn't really work in audio form, but we enjoyed the visual spectacle. Let me just play a clip of Lester the dog creeping into the water to get his ball. Catch it, Lester. That, that was uh, Lester creeping in, uh, Primrose. Uh, thank you, Nick, <laughs> for showing us your dog, Lester, uh, and his activities. We enjoy it. Uh, we were talking, Primrose. We were talking about a podcast pet. Yes, if, if Lester could be the official podcast, uh, podcast pet, pet of uh, Primrose and Terry in the shed. Shit. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, hello as well to little Hannah, who kindly got in touch saying that she listened to last week's podcast and it led her down an internet rabbit hole looking for old Polly Pockets. They were so much smaller in the 90s. She says health and safety didn't apply. Uh, Also, she found an awesome Pinterest thread of 90s toys full of memories and she shared a link. And uh, We might be able to share it on our Facebook page. Uh, well, it's already on our Facebook page because she, she wrote this on the Facebook page so she got in touch on Facebook and there are some toys here, Primrose, like uh, Game Boys, which were little handheld computer consoles, Tamagotchis, which were like pets, uh, this this weird tube thing, which Primrose actually one. has one of, so some of these toys still exist for sure. That doesn't look very what? interesting. Which one? That. Well, that's a, some, I don't know how you describe it, but it's some sort of pumping air weird toy <laughs> where it, you have to fire air and it shoots hoops into certain things. I remember them. Uh, super Soakers, which were a sort of water Looks gun. scary Polly Pocket. Terrifying looking Polly Pocket <laughs> style toy. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, and there's also that some... That terrifying looking doll. Weird bendy leg dolls. Oh, th- that. A di- di- remember the TV programme Dinosaurs? I know Primrose wouldn't, but that was a baby in the character, uh, a baby character from the TV program Dinosaurs, and it used to say, "I'm the baby, I'm the baby," or something like that. I mean, there's an etch a sketch. 
Uh, more Tamagotchi-based things and slinkies. Primrose, we've got slinkies. In fact, yeah. we broke a slinkie. Oh, I've got a fairy day. garden. A fairy garden. I've got a fairy garden. Yep. They're still very modern. Silly Putty, which is very much part of yes. the um, family of... Oh, that looks horrible. Uh, weird dollies. <laughs> and uh, Playstations, of course, come under 90s toys, which look. is kind of funny to think. Thank you, little Hannah, for that, because it gave us lots of things to look at, uh, toys-wise, in response to Polly Pockets being a subject last week, Primrose. What do people do if they want to contact the podcast? Um, they go to primroseterrorshed at gmail.com. Yep, that's the email address, and you can also go to facebook.com forward slash primroseterrorshed. Time to do our book review. And what is the book we're reviewing today, um, Primrose? The famous five go on a hike together. Five, 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 five. Five on a hike together by Enid Blyton, part of the Famous Five series. Now, Famous Five go on a five hike together. Five. What What do you remember about this book? Because we've read a few Famous Fives now. What one? What What happens in this one? I, Timmy, I could carry a whole pork pie and a cake and a oh my gosh, and a shortbread biscuit and a some juice yeah. and some. Blah. Obviously, we were referring to this uh, particular Famous Five when we were talking to Guy a little earlier. But uh, in this Famous Five episode, they do go on a hike together, and they come across a couple of shady characters. Can you remember their names, Primrose? Dirty Dick and Maggie. It's interesting that in a Famous Five book where there is a bit less of Aunt uh, Aunt Fanny and Uncle Quentin than usual, they instead have Dirty Dick as a, a main character come in. And without giving away too much of the plot, he is not a savoury character. But they do, in this book, Primrose, I think it's fair to say, have some wonderful food experiences, which is all part of the, the, the best bit of Famous Five. The great food that they eat when they have dinner at lunchtime and tea at dinner time. What do you remember about this book? And, and, and tell us about your thoughts, are. Uh, I know everything. I'm really good at diving. I'm really good at rowing and diving and, and, and tying knots. So I'm really good at everything. Oh, yes, that's right. Oh, yes, and you're stupid. I know that. I'm This really isn't so good. much a book review. This isn't so much a book review as you doing an impersonation of Julian from the book. <laughs> what about the book itself? Did you enjoy reading it? Yes, I did. And um, would you recommend five on a hike together to other people listening to this podcast? Yes, I would. Would you suggest you should read some other Famous Five books first? Or or is this one you can get straight into? Do you, do you think it's important to read the Famous Five books in some sort of order? Yes. The first one to the last one. Okay, even though that's not what we've done. Because yeah. we've, we've kind of jumped around all over the place. Yes! And if you were to give five on a hike together... Uh, part of the Famous Five series, Enid Blyton. What would you score it out of ten? Um, 199. That's not a score out of ten. What would you give it out of ten? Ten. Ten. Ten, ten. Really? So it's that good a book? Um, we've, Everything we've, is ten. We've read a few. What's the matter? If I like the book, it's a ten. Are there any books like, you know, you'd give like five out of ten because they weren't that good? Out of interest. Probably not ones we'd do a review of, but are there any books? Well, yes, there is. Go on. The Teletubbies book. <laughs> the Teletubbies book. You're not keen on that one? No. Oh, good to know. We won't do a review of that. That would spoil <laughs> things. 
a bit of a downer. Um, <laughs> so if you like really uh, dated and uh, misogynistic not views... So- oh, and... Timmy went to see the fox. Oh no, it was just a fox, not Dirty Dick. Yeah, if you, it was a squirrel, not Dirty dogs, Dick. If you like to read dogs' uh, internal monologues, uh, <laughs> Julian <laughs> gloating, Anne being some sort of weird stereotype wuss half the time, uh, George being a stereotype tomboy, Dick being, I don't know what his character's <laughs> supposed to be, but it's like halfway Julian. Uh, and, and it's, it's halfway Julian, yeah, halfway a, stupid person who looks after the dog. No, but that's not even his job. I don't know what its role in the story is, to be honest. But anyway, uh, Famous Five, uh, we have been enjoying reading those recently. We've got a few to go, but Five on a Hike Together, we recommend here from Primrose and Terry in the Shed. Thank you, Primrose, for yeah. another spectacular book review. This is the answer to the riddle. And uh, can you remind people what the riddle was before you give the answer? What is the next in this sequence? J, F, M, A, M, J, J, A, S, O, N. What is the next in the sequence? And, and Primrose, what is the answer? The letter D. The sequence contains the first letter of each month. Ah, so the first letter of each month. So let's go through that again. It's J for January, F for February, M for March, A for April, and what's next? M M for May, Um, J for June, J for July, A for August, S for September, O for October, N for November, and that makes it D D for September. December. <laughs> D- September. D not for September. That would be crazy. Primrose, thank you. If you played along with that riddle at home and you want to tell us how you got on, and if you're enjoying Primrose's riddles, then let us know. Uh, Primrose Terry Shed at gmail.com and also facebook.com forward slash Primrose Terry Shed. Welcome to this very cold mum in the garden. Oh, yeah, we're under a blanket on, <coughs> on, on the swing seat, aren't we? Yeah. Yesterday you were rampaging around in bathing costume. <laughs> Today we need a blanket. It's a bit chilly, isn't it? Yeah. So, why am I here? Because we've got to do a mummy in the garden. Oh, is it time for mummy in the garden? Yeah. Oh, thanks for inviting me out. So, this week and over half term, it's really been all about Primrose's lovely new knife, hasn't it? Yeah. Here it is. Has it got a name? No. No, Maura. Nice. Maura's actually a girl's name, you know. Anyway, we have been harvesting wood from a pretty special tree. Can you remember what it's? Elder. Yeah, and we're really careful about the bits of elder that we chose to harvest. We we chose bits that needed to be taken out of the tree for the health of the tree, didn't we? And we thanked the tree. Why did we do that? That was funny. Because of Mother Elder. Yeah. We did some research, didn't we, about the folklore around Elder, and it's quite an interesting tree. Yeah. What did people used to do in the olden days with Elder? Can you remember? The bakers. They used to put um, things under, um, bread under the Elder to dry. They did. And what did the dairy maids do? Planted it near there. They did. It's obviously a really special tree and it's really helpful for us because it's got that big hole down the middle, hasn't it? Yeah, pith. Pith, yeah. 
And so we've been using pokey sticks to poke out the pith of elder to make things. And Primrose, you can tell the listener about what you made. I made loads of bracelets out of elder beads. Yeah, you made lots of lovely beads. And you peeled off some of the bark to make some of them different colours and you've strung them onto elastic. And you made one as a gift, didn't you, for Sue yeah. at the Clock Peel Centre? I made a key ring for Daddy, yeah. Terry. And something for Jenny Bunny too? Yes. A little necklace? And I made one for, for Mummy. Yeah. So it's we rain. made those and then... Oh, yeah, it's raining now. <laughs> it's one of the first bits of rain we've seen in a while. Um, and what's our current project that we're trying to make? A little pot. A little pot, because we're using Richard Irvine's book again, and it's got a little tiny elder pot, which has a really long, thin hole in it. So I think this project's going to take us a few days. Yeah. What, what might we use it for? Putting a mini geocache. Yeah, Primrose and I are into geocaching, and we might possibly put out a micro cache, and the cache container might be a little elder pot that we've created together, so it's pretty exciting. We're going to improve our whittling skills as we do it. I know. Yeah. It's going to be quite exciting. It is going to be quite exciting. I'm really looking forward to putting the saw and the knife into that lovely bit of elder we got this morning. Mummy, got any news you want to tell the listeners that's not about anything? We've been working out ways of trying to hide another geocache, haven't we? Thinking about using a padlock to create some sort of super exciting geocache. As Mummy said, um, we were making uh, a geocache and we've got it all ready, but we we just got delivered the paracord that we need and we've got the padlock um, and we thought we could use stuff for the... Yeah, maybe we can talk about that special geocache on the next Mummy in the Garden. It's raining now, so I think we'll have to end this Mummy in the Garden. Um... For now, because it's raining and I don't think we can do any more. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Primrose and Terry in the Shed. It was presented by Primrose Lee and Terry Lee. And it was produced by Primrose Lee and Terry Lee. It was edited by Terry Lee. And images and music all by Primrose Lee. And artwork by Stu... With a double O. Yeah, Stu Elvin with a double O. A thank you for joining us, Primrose and Terry in the Shed. Goodbye. again with this. I know, it's weird. I don't care. Please listen. Please listen to our podcast <laughs> again in the future. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 <laughs>